There's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Big Ten Ben Stevens in the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, Michigan State football adds another transfer. This one from the University of Alabama. Intriguing to say the least. I got a surprise segment for Matt, and then we'll do some Take Tuesday to close the show. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Wednesday, May 12th. The year is 20. 21, I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my turn in Alabama into a farm system co-host, Matt Sheehan. Tuscaloosa is in for a reality check right now, Will. Mel Tucker is going to be plucking talent out of that state, big time. Auburn, you've been warned. Alabama, you've been warned. Um, you know what? Yeah, so for those not constantly online and actually have a life, I, I did tweet uh, Mel Tucker's treating Alabama like MSU's farm system. And most people, like logical people... Understood that that was, well, it was kind of a joke. It yeah. wasn't that serious. I got two people though with uh, how many uh, how many Alabama players MSU pull up Sparty like so. Oh my god, God bless you people. <laughs> there, there's a special place on this app for you, <laughs> Shardy. Yeah, it's like guys. I'm not actually thinking that Mel Tucker is gonna pillage Tuscaloosa after he got one backup defensive back from there. Who I will say. Still very excited about it. Can't lie. Yeah. Still very excited about that. I, yeah, I will not no. feign that. That's not a joke. I am actually very excited for this. I think there's actual legitimate reason to be uh, excited about that. We'll talk about why uh, coming up in a bit. Then I got a surprise segment for you, Matt. I'm just going to throw something on you. I could have told you what it was. It's not movie trivia. That's not fun. <laughs> Thank God. All right. Okay. I could have told you what it was, but I just want to get your like initial reaction to some of what I'm going to tell you. Okay. And then we'll do a quick, you got one take for Take Tuesday to, Take Tuesday and a Wednesday yeah, to finish out the show. It, it's a hybrid between a hypothetical and a take. So oh, uh, love yeah, it. I'm going to start talking and hopefully by the end of like my rambling, uh, a take will form. So that's what Perfect. I yeah. yeah. Uh, just, I just love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week. Ooh. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every single day real quick before we get going uh this is a michigan state podcast but we're also like just you and i college football nuts sure we are insane about it safe to say um and one of the people who played an incredibly influential role in forming my love of college football Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. passed away yep um and that is a bummer. Colt Brennan, former quarterback for Hawaii, who threw seven billion touchdown passes in yes. his career there, um, at a school that just had dudes throwing for four hundred yards and six touchdowns weekly. Uh, he was like the top of the line guy in those games, two thousand six, two thousand seven, when Hawaii was really rolling. Mm-hmm. The year they went to the Sugar Bowl, like that, that to me is like the essence of college football random little program putting up absolutely insane numbers with a weird offense and a guy who you look at like you know he throws it weird and 
I don't know if he's going to play much ball beyond this, but dear God, this is absolutely incredible. I couldn't love it anymore. And that's like those Colt Brennan-led Hawaii teams were that for me, and it was at that formulative age where it was just like, I absolutely love this sport. Mm -hmm. Um, So that guy and his ability on the football field and those teams played a big role in uh, shaping my love of college football. And just it's sad as hell. You can certainly go read about his story uh, and just what happened to him the last decade or so. But, yeah, passes away at 37. Super sad, super bummer, but we just wanted to – I wanted to just give a quick shout out just to say how much I appreciate appreciated watching that guy play football. Uh, it made me fall in love with the sport. No, that was well said. I mean, the, the essence of college football, I mean, that hits yeah. it right in the head. You know, small school. Obviously, a lot of people yep. know about Hawaii. Very tropical, very fun to stay up at midnight sure. and watch them. But, like, yeah, <laughs> they were awesome. And also, uh, Cole Brennan did play against MSU back in 05. It was his first year at Hawaii. He threw yeah. 23 completions on 31 attempts, 219 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, so shut that, him down. Shut him down. Shut, I mean, honestly, that, that's, yeah. For him? It, it was his first year, and he was, like, coming into his own there, and, you know, good, good for him, and it was, uh, he had a hell of a career. I mean, yeah. glad he, oh God, he made yeah. his mark on college football, um, yep. what he did, but, man, God, 37, that's that's absurd. Yeah. That's a shame. It's it sucks. just, yeah, just a tragic, tragic end to his story, um, but that dude, brought a lot of joy to a lot of people um sure and did. i he's it's a name that i'm i'm never gonna forget like if you're like hey will give me some random college football players you love like colt brennan's gonna be oh he's one of the first of like people. six yeah. names that's coming out of my list it's no like him, question jared zabransky like <laughs> sure no doubt, man. Yeah. And it's uh, always he's... fun when, like, a little group of five team gets in what they're now called the New yeah. Six Bulls. But, like, yeah. th- there's something a little more fun about the team from the island coming in. Yes. And playing oh, my in. God, yeah. I mean, that's that's electric. Yeah. No disrespect to, like, Boise back in the day or anything no, like that. Or Western but... Michigan, row the boat, but... It was awesome. Why is awesome? It was. I know it, the Sugar Bowl didn't go great, but it was just like, yes, yeah. let me see Hawaii take yeah. on Georgia. Let me exactly. get those black Let's go, uniforms <laughs> on the Sugar Dome field, like or Sugar Bowl field. Yeah, that was great. Um, just like like I said, like almost the essence of college football. You could distill it down to eleven thirty kick Honolulu, mm-hmm. watching Hawaii take on Wyoming and Colt Brennan yep, throwing right, for 572 so, so, yards and seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns, touchdowns one interception. Yep, all the day's yeah. work. Yep, yep. He's small, doesn't have a strong arm, but it works, baby. Let's go. Um, so, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's segue seamlessly here, Matt, to... Yeah, now uh, it's locked on Spartans. Now, we're, now it's now locked we're on here. Spartans. Um, Michigan State... Dips back into the transfer portal. One more spot left now after this because of Stefan Johnson's not even a departure, but not coming anymore. Not necessarily um, invited, yeah. Yeah, no longer welcome. Correct. Michigan State will have one spot left in the transfer portal. But they had two coming into today. One will now be filled by former Alabama cornerback Ronald Williams Jr. Matt uh, kind of came out of nowhere, but... Sure did, you know. Yeah. Alabama will tend to spit out some really talented kids who just couldn't beat out Patrick Sertan for a starting yeah, job. Bomb. Wow. You know, How could he not do that? <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> Sometimes that's 
okay. It doesn't always work out. But a just lot of places, cannot... that's okay, actually. Yeah, those yeah. are table scraps a lot yeah. of people want, and yeah. I'm one of those people. Yeah, just because you can't crack the starting two for at corner, starting three corners, nickel, at Alabama doesn't mean you're not a, a good football player. And Ronald Williams uh, reportedly was running with the backups, the twos, the primary backups uh, at Alabama spring game. So, you know, he wasn't buried on the depth chart, but this is his going to be his fourth year playing college football. And he's probably at a point where he's like, you know what? These guys, they're just, I'm not there yet. Like I I need to go somewhere. If I'm not going to start here, that's okay. I can go somewhere else. That's still a good program and have a better shot at playing time. We know the football factory that Alabama is. They turn out top 10, top 15, top 20 picks at corner damn near every year. So it's it's not a slight against any player that they, he couldn't crack the lineup. So running with the backups at Alabama in the spring, decides to hit the portal, and Michigan State scoops him up. Matt, well, I'm going to give a little bit more on his background, and then we'll go to segment two and talk about the impact um, sure. just real quick because we, we went long, and that's okay because we spent time talking about Colt Brennan, yeah. and I'm always good <laughs> wasting time talking about Colt Brennan. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so Ronald Williams Jr. is a really interesting kid. The path is oh, yeah. very unique to get to Alabama. He is a JUCO product, and, you know, I don't want to say like typically, but it, it feels like almost anecdotally, like if a kid's going to end up at Alabama out of Juco, it's because he went to Georgia and flunked out of school or got arrested and kicked out and needed a second chance to go to Juco last chance you style, right? Try to get everything together, get back on the right path. And all of a sudden that talent starts to shine through at Juco. He's the number one number five, number seven Juco recruit in the country. And Alabama's like, yeah, we'll scoop that up, right? So a former five-star recruit, former high four-star recruit, didn't make it, went to Juco, and then went back and got to a school like Alabama. That's the usual sort of Juco to Alabama path. Ronald Williams Jr. just went to community college out of high school, Matt. Yeah. He just he just wasn't a Division One recruit. And... From sort of what I've gathered, it was kind of like he was talented but kind of buried on the depth chart. There were injury things, and he only got to play a little bit in high school and ended up getting to go to uh, Hutchinson Community College in Kansas based off just that little bit of playing he got. Went there, developed, late bloomer style. Is Obviously, like he's big, he's fast, um, impressive athlete, sort of started to shine through. Got some D1 sniffs, decided to come back for a second year to try to get a better offer and went Juco All-American and was a stud, superstar, and ended up as a four-star recruit uh, in the 2020 class, the number four corner, number 12 Juco prospect, and got an Alabama offer and took it and was part of their 2020 class. So just a really interesting sort of the path I wasn't really expecting, I I thought I I didn't know anything about Williams. And I was like, Oh, I bet you it's the former number 112 player in the class of 2018 or something like that. But no, just straight up went to Juco, got better late bloomer and ended up getting to Alabama from Hutchinson community college, which is impressive on its own, Matt. More importantly though, he got to East Lansing 
out of Hutchinson yes. Community College. Let, let's not bury the lead here. Let's not make Alabama <laughs> he the did. finish line here. No, 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 no. Spartan Stadium he, is the finish line, baby. Come on. He, he got to East Lansing. We'll talk about what it means in just a second. First word from Built Bar. Built Bar. Build those bars, baby. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They've got nine delicious flavors and some occasional limited time flavors, which we love. Nine standard bears for Built Bar. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Matt, I love the peanut butter brownie. You love the mint brownie out of that group, right? Mint brownie goes hard. One time for coconut almond. Uh, really, I mean, they're all great. Who they're all kidding? great. Who am I kidding? They're all great. And if you haven't had them all and you want to try to find out which is your favorite flavor, you can get a mixed box where mm. you're going to get two, two of each of the nine flavors. It's fantastic. And not only are these bars delicious on your taste buds, Matt, they are delicious on your body. Butter. Most of the bars have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. You are just not going to beat those numbers. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today, get that raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, or whatever you like, or hell, try them all. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, one word, and the number 15, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so Ronald Williams Jr. added from Alabama, coming to Michigan State, will at the very, 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 very least, add a talent boost and depth to a position group that is in need of some depth, Matt. I would, I'm expecting more, but at the very least, like they picked the right group to get a former Alabama player to add. Yeah, no question. There's a, a little snippet from a, a recent Colton Pouncey uh, piece from The Athletic that I want to get to in a little bit. But right off the top, to go along with that, he does point out that Kalon Gervin was the only scholarship corner this spring. So mm-hmm. to say that Mel Tucker and company needed to do some work in the transfer portal in yes. the CB room, uh, that would be an understatement. And, well, it sounds like... Stepped up to the occasion. I mean, what, you got four via the transfer portal? You got two true freshmen coming in later this month. So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. not bad. Not bad for the, uh, yeah. the old depth boosting right there. Yep, so Kalon Gervin, sort of the only typical corner, I guess. Angelo Gross kind of moving around. Nickel, safety, could play some corner. Kendall Brooks, kind of the same thing. A little bit of safety, a little bit of corner, a little bit of nickel moving all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, yep. that's it. Hard stop. And so now you're going from a group that was solid last year, certainly uh, had some some promising moments, loses Shakur Brown, loses Chris Jackson, and you go from that to Kalon Gervin, who we feel pretty good about, Chester Kimbra coming in from Florida, experience, played there as a true freshman, played there as a true sophomore, wants to come start. Um, and maybe, I don't know, I guess at, at he, he's the one who transferred before spring ball. So he very well mm-hmm. may have been uh, a potential starter for them had he gone through spring there, but knew like, if I go to Michigan state, probably going to start so Chester Kimbra, Ronald Williams, um, the two sort of class of 2020 guys, Marquis Lowry, Kari Crump, four guys, two, you think that can play right away, two interesting developmental players 
Antoine Booth, who is more polished than you might think given his recruiting ranking. He's actually a pretty solid-looking player. And then our guy Chuck Brantley, who we both think is going to come in and be able to contribute as a freshman. Like, all of a sudden, Matt, you go from a group where you're like, oh, man, you're pulling on your neck. Like, you're you're nervous. Yeah. Right? The nervous neck collar pull. Um, to all of a sudden, you got, like, six guys that you feel pretty decent about there. Yeah. Four that are, like... Four that are probably going to be contributing, two that in a year or two will be contributing, and then you still have Angelo Gross who can slide in there a little bit. You still potentially have Kendall Brooks who can slide mm-hmm. in there and play a little bit. Yeah, it, uh, and Emmanuel Flowers. Is he still around? Oh, God. I know he's, a, I'm sure he is. He's yeah. been here for eight years. What's a ninth yeah. year, you know? He was, he was running at corner in the spring game. I don't think he's transferred out since then. So. Uh, another depth guy that can rotate between multiple DB positions. And you look at it and you're like, okay, there's kind of a big, decently solid group in the defensive backfield. We've always felt decent about there being talented players back there, but it was like, okay, once we get to DB number six or seven, we're, we're getting a little nervous. But now it's like once we get to DB eight or nine, and at that point, those are that's a, the two deep, Matt. And yeah. You don't really – if you go beyond the two deep, I don't care who you are, it's going to be trouble. <laughs> so it's it's almost not even worth worrying about. So th- there's there's no doubt that, right, the, the talent and depth improved rapidly through yes. the transfer portal. However, I, I, it's a good group, but I am reluctant. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, so I will use – Colton Pouncey's words for it. He recently um, did a piece where he ranked all the position groups after the whole transfer portal explosion uh, the last few mm-hmm. months with MSU football, and he rated cornerbacks the second to bottom. Uh, the only one below them was special teams, and it's fair. I don't need an explanation for that. Uh, but I, I thought all he, due respect. Sure, all due respect. All due respect to Colton. I love Colton. Mm-hmm. Colton is great. I could not like disagree more with that take. So I think the way he wrote this, though, is very well said, and it's tough to argue with. So we do talk about all these new guys, right? The influx of... Okay, here, quote. I'll start reading just directly from the piece. Um, sure. The influx of talent will give MSU a boost to its depth, but there are a lot of unknowns here. You're talking about two true freshmen, Brantley and Booth, two transfer corners who have never played a college game, Crump and Lowry, and two who were passed by others in his position room, Williams and Kimbrough. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll I'll say it again. I I, I I think Williams is awesome. I'm very thrilled about Kimbrough. Brantley, just like you said, we expect him to contribute early on. But I, I think there is something to what he wrote, right? I mean, it, it's Meh. it's not a it's not an automatic Meh. solution. It's gonna be great. Meh. But with that said, still feel a lot Second better than worst. I did. Second worst or worst because special teams, whatever, but worst on the team. Who would you slot behind them? Tight end. Okay, I was going to say, is a tight end? Okay, yeah, that easy. Linebacker. Sure. Linebacker is interesting after Quavo transferred, though. I don't know. It's quarterback. Ah, Peyton Thorne kind of uh, excites me a little bit here. I don't know. I can't lie to you. Peyton Thorne I, has thrown nineteen career passes, Matt. Come yeah, on, we're not going to be like. Well, you have to. You forgot. You forgot. I fell victim to spring ball fever. I fell victim. To, I. It's it's like watching Tom Tom shoot threes at money ball. Uh, you like the interception that he threw? That was just great cornerback play. I don't know what to tell you. It was a great read on the ball by <laughs> Look, whoever picked up. <laughs> I I I like Russo, and I like the the potential of Thorn, of Thornstone. I'm, I'm certainly not out on Peyton Thorn uh, at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. But I don't like if Michigan State has like the sixth or seventh best quarterback room 
in the conference. I think that's about right. I think like Kalon Gervin's a good player. He's a good corner. Sure. Of he had course, a really good coverage course. grade last year. Angelo Gross is a really good player and is going to continue to be like Angelo Gross yeah, could so be a star Colton, this year. Uh, placed him in like the safety uh, that's, slash yeah, nickel category. Yeah. So that's, See, that's the thing. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. Sometimes the nickel is a safety. Sometimes the nickel is a corner. Sometimes the nickel is a linebacker. Say, a lot of times it all the, depends. The nickel's just the nickel, I think, these days, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so, tough. Angelo Gross goes with the corners. I know he's playing some safety, yeah. but uh, like, you know. I get but, what you're saying, just, but I, I am reluctant to be completely all in on it. It's weird. On one you hand, need, I'm like very thrilled with the, the ground. You need they, two they guys. You need two guys out of the group of six mm-hmm. to work. Two guys. We know we feel good about Gervin. I'll put you on the spot Between right here. Kimbrough. Who do you think will be the second guy? Just, I'm going to put you right here under the gun. Who, like knee-jerk reaction, who do you think will be the second guy? And, of course, I will hold you to this by week three if like they're not actually the second guy because we've based this off almost nothing. But... Um. I think Williams and Kimbrough have a chance to be the starters. No, that's not going to happen. I don't know. I feel I feel good about Kimbrough. I feel good about Gervin. I feel good about Williams. If, you, if I had to peg it right now, I would say Kimbrough because he has more Division One playing. See, experience. that's how I was going to go too for the same exact reason. Yeah, because yeah. I mean Williams, like not only did he, well, you know, he was lost in the two D, but he also had what injury issues last year, and just like you said, high school too. Oh, well, he so. got hurt. Yeah, he had an injury. I guess a little. Yeah, worried about that too. I've just been and scarred Chuck by can, injuries. Chuck Brantley can play. I, sure. As soon as he weighs 175 pounds, he's going to be a good play, player. He'll be someone. If I, I hope he does by now. He's going to play. Do you know what? He's also, good. I need to get over. He just I, plays. I think it'll take me like 15 years of like therapy and rehab to get over like just being scared of football players getting injured. Like just watching the last three years of Michigan State football and seeing how much injuries really decimated what the team can do beyond their own shortcomings with even a fully healthy roster. Um, I, I'm just psychologically damaged from here on out. So I, I just, I do look very deep into like a too deep of a business of, of a position group. Sure. If I can get look, the words out of my mouth. Yeah. It's, it's not a coincidence that had Stefan Johnson not gotten kicked out or not or uninvited. Sure. Michigan state would have added four transfer corners and three high school corners. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, not a coincidence. They weren't feeling awesome about the group because there's only like two guys there. There's no reason to feel awesome about the group. No. Right? <laughs> but they've added true freshmen, they've added redshirt freshmen, and they've added upperclassmen who have who have experience. I, I feel good about that group. I think they'll be a solid group. I think there's plenty there's talent there certainly. I feel like between Gervin, Kimbra, and Williams, you're gonna have three guys that are going to be solid corners, and then whatever you get from Brantley, however much corner Gross plays. Yeah, sure. Like They'll be fine. I, I think it's going to be fine. I would not put them anywhere. It, easy middle of the pack in terms of position groups. I feel probably better about, uh, I don't know, safety's tough. Yeah, safety's that tough. is. That is. I, okay, like, but that gets the Will like Hunter stamp of approval. All right, well, that's going to make people feel a little better, I think. That's, that's what the people needed. Them, it should make them feel worse. All right, surprise segment. No Take Tuesday. Surprise segment coming up in just a second. Oh, perfect. But first word from Bet Online. I'm scared. Uh, dot A-G. Come on and bet money. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Matt, it's not just baseball. No. Not just baseball. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including NBA, NHL, UFC, mixed martial arts, golf, horse racing. You can get it all. BetOnline.ag. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKDOWN. One word, LOCKDOWN, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, Matt. <clears throat> okay, well. I need a sip of water here. All right, I... <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <clears throat> this segment is going to be brought to you by BetOnline.ag. I have in front of me, Matt. Oh! I have in front of me the list mm-hmm. from BetOnline.ag, the odds to win the Big Ten football conference as of this moment Heavens. on BetOnline.ag. Heavens. Okay, okay. I'm okay. going to go through this list. I want your honest reaction, and we're going to talk about Michigan State's numbers specifically and some things we think are too high and too low. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I am. So I'm not guessing right. the, the line, right? It's just reaction. How about this? Oh, boy. Guess um, guess what Michigan State is, their odds to win the Big Ten. The whole thing, not just their uh, division. The give whole thing. Me, oh, yep. wow. Give me... Uh, 60 to 1. 60 to 1. Okay. I'll tell you in a second how okay. close you came. Ohio State leads the way at 2 to 3. <laughs> That's still too low. That's I know. I know. That's ridiculous. Uh, no, I'm taking a mortgage out and I'm putting that on Ohio State. Forget it. <laughs> Wisconsin is second at 8 to 1. Okay. Michigan and Penn State are tied for third at 17 to 2. Okay. Iowa. 11 to 1. Indiana and Northwestern are next at 12 to 1. Next is Nebraska at 14 to 1. What? Okay. Next is Minnesota. <laughs> next is Minnesota at 20 to 1. And okay. then your Michigan State Spartans. Where do you think they are now? 50 to 1. 50 to 1. Michigan Dang. State is 50 right. to 1. Nice. With nice. Purdue and Rutgers, who are both fifty to one. No, that's not funny to say it like that. <laughs> no. Nope. Oh, Maryland is eighty to one. Heavens. And the Illinois Illini and Bert Bielema are one hundred to one. One hundred to one. Um, gotta say, yeah, obviously. Got initial, reactions. On here. Uh, initial reactions. Initial reactions. Is I'm, I'm going to the bank tomorrow, and I'm gonna just present. I'm not even gonna have like a PowerPoint for the bank manager. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> I'm being offered two to three on Ohio State to win. Uh, like, I don't care. They don't have like their quarterback in place for next year yet. They only have 85 four stars or five stars to pick from for that position. They'll be okay. Um, I'm also, you know what? It, weirdly enough, uh, beyond the Nebraska 14 to one, like them in the middle doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but. Yeah, I've had a lot of things not make sense to me, and it actually works out. Um, is Maryland at eighty to one? Like I know they only played roughly two quarters of football last year, but I thought the hype around like Tua's brother and some of the games that they had were kind of 
for Maryland, impressive at least. I'm surprised that they're second yeah. lowest at eighty to one. Like that's yeah, that catches I, my yeah. eye right there. With Loxley bringing in like the talent he is, like listen, I, I'm not saying they should be ten to one winning the whole thing. Star. I know, but eighty to one really does surprise me. So yeah, I yeah. Don't know. Michigan State seems. I it's not fun being paired up next to Purdue and Rutgers. Don't get me wrong, but no. like I gotta say, no. like lean in everyone. 50 to 1 seems a little fair, doesn't it? Like, I don't know. I don't feel like that's too high or too low. That seems to be a sweet spot. It's a little low. Is it? Okay. If Nebraska is 14 to 1. That's fair. That's fair. And Minnesota is 20 to 1. And I see Michigan State is at 50 to 1. I don't think Michigan State's going to win the Big Ten. I don't think they're going to come relatively close. No. But if I'm looking for, like, best... If I'm looking for best value on this board, yeah, I'm probably I'm looking honestly at Michigan State. I'm looking at Maryland mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be- because they had moments last year, and like eighty to one is a massive number. Like I'll put a single dollar on that, and I'm probably looking at Indiana at twelve to one. Ooh. Like in terms of the values, I t- I can tell you what I'm not looking at. Please, I'm not looking at Northwestern. No? Okay. There well, yeah, they, they did lose no, quite a bit of people last year. Yeah. They lost three first-round draft picks. Yeah, that'll hurt. And their quarterback and a bunch of running backs to the portal, although they had some like decent ones behind them. They lost their three linebackers, mm-hmm. I think. I should, You know what? Did they... I don't know anymore because now the they lost enough to like here. not think that they're going to return to Indy this year. Like that's certain. It'd be quite the upset, as stated by these odds. But no, that that's a good point. Twelve to one. Like okay, I also got to yeah. take. They, they they lost three first round picks. Their quarterback and Patty Fisher and um, Alex. Oh, what the hell is his name? I forget his name. His defensive end. He was like number forty seven. I wish uh, I could transfer. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I know. He's really he was a really good player. He's a really good player. They've lost a bunch of guys. I don't think Northwestern's going to be very good this year. And they lost a defensive coordinator for who's been the defensive coordinator for 77 years there. Yep. I could be wrong. They they certainly could be better than I think they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I, yeah, I, twelve to one seems insane for for what they lost. No, that's fair, and I, I, I like the way you put that too. Like one team that you're not going to be putting money on. Um, I, I think it goes without saying. I, I don't know about U of M at seventeen to two. Uh, it's t- tough yeah. for me to necessarily get out of bed for that. Um, yeah. I, I think as far as value goes, like who I would actually put money on. Yeah, sure. 50 to one for MSU. I'll take a flyer on that. Whatever. They could have like another 2017 run where they steal a bunch of games. And then, Oh boy, if we beat Ohio state, we might be going to Indy only to get collapsed like a thousand to zero, but still, Hey, at least we're talking Indy in November. Like crazy mm-hmm. things can happen, especially, you know, especially will with the way the front of the season stacks up for MSU. I've seen more, Imposing begins to a conference season than the one MSU has yeah. right now this year. Yeah. So who's to say they get yeah. cooking early? They steal some games. I don't know. Fifty to one, sure. Uh, Maryland eighty to one. Yeah, what, what's a dollar? I'm not going to miss it. But actual value, I think I would go Iowa at eleven to one because I like Wisconsin. Of course, is the favorite to come out of there division no doubt but like i i don't think i was going to be bad next year like i think they return um some solid players i, th- I th- i'm almost positive the bulk of their offensive line 
comes back. I don't think all of them do, but I think four of the five come back. Uh, Spencer Petras does enough. I mean, you know, you don't got Marset Smith anymore, but I don't know. Like, uh, Iowa just... I feel like they're due for a year to be very competitive and good late into the season to steal a game from Wisconsin and be the representative of the West um, in they the could. Big Ten Championship yeah. game. I, and you then know you what? just got to win one. Speaking of due, because like this is what I always do when the Big Ten season opens up. I look at who is going to come out of the West, and that's who I bet on because that's where the juice is, right? Like, Of course OSU is going to come out of the East at like some ridiculous odds like 2-3. to three. Um, but I don't know, like, I'm essentially betting a future <laughs> that Iowa will be plus, like, 1,000 money line against Ohio State. That's, mm-hmm. that's how I look at it. And speaking of yeah. do, well, it hasn't worked out for me yet. I think it can, though, this year. I don't know. It's, it's been a while since I've uh, hit on this theory of mine. So, well, uh, we'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. You're due. You're yeah, due. I'm due. I'm due. Yeah. Yeah, Nebraska doesn't move the needle for me, needless to say. Um, no, Nebraska should be 9,000 to 1. Minnesota, I, I, I guess they're still, what, riding the P.J. Fleck momentum, I suppose. I, we'll just act like they're great receivers I mean, they didn't leave the program. <laughs> okay. They had some tough luck last year, but sure, that's, of course. 20 to 1 seems crazy. I, yeah, I would have backed them up to like 40 to 1, I think, but hey. Then again, then again, like it is the West. Like it is a very even mm-hmm. and diluted and very close together conference, too, where uh, a, a two or three lost team. Could very well be the representative in Indianapolis out of that sorry division. Um, yeah, who's to say? Illinois, hundred to one. Does that? How, would you wager U.S. currency on Illinois at hundred to one in Burt Bielema at all? To do what? Play football? Uh, Maybe. Y- yeah, allegedly win the uh, Big Ten championship at Lucas Oil Stadium and. You need a lot of you need a lot of scandals to break out at other schools for them to even reach it there, right? Like that's what you're essentially betting on. You're betting on disaster <laughs> and just the horrible things to happen. Asteroids, asteroids, um, plural, like a lot of them. <laughs> that's right. Here, I would never, hmm, I would never bet on. I wouldn't bet on Northwestern. Like, there's no way you could get me to bet on Northwestern, mm-hmm. Nebraska. You couldn't get me to bet on Purdue. You could not get me to bet on Rutgers, even though I, I feel good about what they're doing. No, sure. That, that, yeah, I just patently can't do it, right? Y- yeah. Um, and you couldn't get me to bet on Illinois. I could, like, make up a case for everyone else mm-hmm. and maybe Wisconsin. Like, you know, I know they're in the West, but, that like, that's yeah, the Yeah, Mertz is healthy. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Mertz, whatever. But, yeah, I'm not betting on Illinois, Rutgers, Purdue, uh, Nebraska, Northwestern, like throw all those teams out. You couldn't pay me. I would say you couldn't pay me, but if you were paying me to bet on them, then I guess it wouldn't matter if I lost. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. All right. I'm, 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 I'm not looking at the same thing you're looking at right now. Yeah. Clemson to win the ACC at one to eight. <laughs> not eight to one. Don't get it twisted. Not eight to one. One to eight. Like one to eight. See, that's kind of like what I was expecting OSU to be at right there. Yeah. But how bad is the rest be, of the ACC? Like, oh my god. I mean, like Miami should be okay. Yeah, or like North Carolina. Like I know they wouldn't meet until the title. Yeah, game, they lost. Sure, but... Well, North Carolina lost some dudes, man. I mean, I'm just talking relative Top to the rest of the ACC, too. Talk, I mean, yeah. in comparison to the rest of the ACC. And they almost yeah, beat Clemson no, last year, too. People forget. Yeah. People forget. Yeah. Florida State. <laughs> one, to, one to eight. Bet $80 to win $10. <laughs> uh, yeah, who am I kidding? This is probably the safest bet on the board to make. I mean, that's the... 
I don't know. So uh, I, I juxtapose a one to eight next to two to three. Like that seems like a bargain for OCU now. Bargain. Yeah, it seems kind of insane. I guess they are replacing their quarterback and a bunch of linemen and a bunch of pros, like eight or ten pros, or whatever yeah. it was. But like, but you know what? They also they, got eight to ten pros probably still in the roster. Yeah, they do around. it every year. <laughs> They do it every year. They just sign the number one defensive end recruit in the country, and everyone's like, yeah, he's basically going to be another Bosa brother. Great. Like, it's just he's going to come in and dominate as freshman. Bosa brother slash Chase Young. I forget the kid's name. I should know it. But, yeah. So, whatever. Um, Real quick before we end the show, Colton Pouncey just tweeted that uh, Michigan State is done with adding players because Stefan Johnson's initial still counts. So. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. From Colton Pouncey. Michigan State has reached its limit. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow we're going to take Tuesday and Thursday. We're going to get it done. Sure. Uh, today on the Locked on Today podcast, why is it Tim Tebow time in Jacksonville? That is quite the question. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked on Today podcast. Follow the Locked on Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, Matt. You got trivia, fact. What do you got here? I got trivia, and for the second day in a row, it's friend of the program trivia. Will, uh, what men's golfer averaged thirty-one point three seven strokes per eighteen-hole round, setting a Spartans record during the twenty eighteen nineteen season? Oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. He was on the show. No, he, no, no, don't say anything. No, I, 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 don't say anything. I was going to say, all I was going to say, he just qualified out of the, uh, the local I know, he's round. in the sectional. He's in the yeah, sectional for the, sectional. the U.S. Open. Him and two other Spartans. One who I yeah. don't think is even on the golf team. I think he just, like, golfs recreationally and is just <laughs> it's sick just at golf. Second. Yeah, he's, he's just an amateur, like, dope golfer, oh I guess. Oh my God. Uh, da, 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 da. You're close to actually with what you're saying right now. You're pretty close. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> um, Donnie Trosper. Yeah. Yes. Da, 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 yes. Donnie Trosper. That's right. Well done. Yes. Well done. Pulled it out at the last second. Look at you. Go green guys. <laughs>